Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. Appreciate it as always. This week, really cool opportunity, a really cool guest. I am interviewing Mishka Siebert. Now, Mishka, she is actually from Europe. Uh, we'll get to that, uh, kind of a little little known country. We're going to talk a little bit about that in the beginning, but that's not what this podcast is about. Um, the interview actually deals with her uh, business, the business she started with her brother. Now, the spin on that is um, her brother is actually autistic. He's nonverbal. Um, but uh, they they found, you know, through their, their deep connection and him taking a few art classes that he's actually an extremely, extremely talented painter. And uh, the business is, is called Happy Autism. Um, it kind of brings, I guess, awareness to, to autism and the, the cool things that are associated with that. Um, and it uh, also sells some of his uh, some of his paintings. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, her. We're going to talk a little bit about her country. We're going to talk about autism, about her brother, the amazing art that he does. Um, it was just a really cool conversation. She's doing some some really amazing things. Um, just being as committed and as devoted to uh, you know, to helping her brother, who does have um, you know some some extra challenges, I guess, in life um, that, uh, you know, he's, he's just lucky that he has her and, and the rest of, uh, rest of his family. Um, he, he seems to be living his, uh, living his best life for sure, doing some really cool things. Um, I, two things that I, I want to mention, you know, in this podcast, two disclaimers, one a little less serious, and that is, you know, I recorded this a couple months ago, um, and I was not always as, as good back then as staying close to the, the microphone. Um, so the audio sometimes is a little bit, a little bit weird. You probably won't notice it. It's just on me. Um, but uh, so, so don't, uh, don't hate me if the audio is not as good as you remember. Um, not to say it's really going to be all that bad. But minor disclaimer. Other one, which is a little bit more serious, is, you know, this conversation that I had and... You know, any conversation to be had on on any um, you know disability is one. You know, it's a it's a singular instance. Um, we're talking about her her brother and his nonverbal nonverbal form of autism, um, and that doesn't mean that every nonverbal autistic is the same. Doesn't mean that you know autism comes in in many different flavors, if you will, many different um, challenges, many different you know, opportunities. So I don't want, I don't want this to be a blanket statement on autism because it certainly isn't. All it is, is just to look at, uh, you know, the amazing things that, that uh, Mishka's brother is doing. Um, so just, just know that, that uh, anything said, you know, it, it is just a, it's just a, a talk on autism um, in her experience, um, you know, living and, and thriving uh, with her brother. Cool conversation. Without further ado, here is my interview with Mishka Siebert. I am here today with Mishka Siebert. Mishka, how are you? I'm very good. So excited. Thank you, Jackson. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. 
Yes, I'm, I'm very excited about this because I love your podcast. It's so cool and you have many cool people here. So I'm happy to be part of this. Well, thank you. Yeah, so let's just kind of jump right into it. I know we're going to talk a little bit about um, impact, finding your impact. We're going to talk a little bit about your your happy autism uh, area that, that you founded. But let's just kind of hear a little bit about Mishka first. Uh, outside of those areas, tell us a little bit about yourself. I like that you said like outside of these areas because this is dangerous zone when you're like doing so many things. Sometimes you like are can fall into the label of being just one thing, and and I'm a like multi passionate person. You know, I just do so many things, so people never know what I do actually. <laughs> They're like, so what are you doing? It's, it's it's just you cannot show everything and. Uh, I'm a solopreneur, so I ran my business. Actually, well, a solopreneur, but I do my business with my brother, which is a very unique thing and a concept. It's because my autistic brother, he's nonverbal. He's 18 years old, and he's a creative director of our business, of our brand. And that is very, very, very unique. And it's a wonderful journey that we've been on. So... Um, yes, I'm a founder of Happy Autism, but also it's more of like the concept showcasing the world what amazing people, what amazing people with autism can achieve and how incredible stuff they can achieve, but also showcasing the world that this is possible. There is that you can do things differently when you have open mind. So, uh, so I love it. Yeah, not putting myself in a box. If I had to do you know, <laughs> like describe what I do, we would be here for hours. So we don't want that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I obviously, you know, just listening, the podcast is all about, um, I guess, voice. And we can tell that you're probably not from, you know, Illinois. So where, where exactly are you from? <laughs> I'm from Slovakia, a uh, tiny little country uh, where full of passionate people. And, and I love this country and I love people in here and the brilliant brains. Um, and I'm always saying one thing, like people don't know, like where the hell is Slovakia? And it's like in the central of Europe, it's like, it's apparently like the actual geometric central. So it's like the heart of Europe, it's tiny. But um, what I always brag about is that I'm from the Eastern part of Slovakia, which is very creative and is full of artists. And Andy Warhol's parents come from here. So from a tiny village and they are immigrants in America when they moved to Pittsburgh and so on. So. I always say that, that it's like Andy is my favorite person because I feel a relation to him and also love America. So, so yeah, so from this tiny, tiny country, and but I'm a global citizen because I love the world. I love people around the world and I just love traveling. I know you love traveling, right? So this yeah. is something I completely get. It's like when you travel the world, you, you feel, I feel home when I travel the world, right? I don't feel home in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm... Yeah, so maybe you can relate to that as well. No, for sure. And I'll tell you, with with Slovakia, I think that I think the the problem at least U.S. people have when trying to remember the European countries is you know they they go through and then they say you know Slovenia and then you say oh and Slovakia and they're like I already said that no there's a Slovenia and there's a Slovakia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. you got two countries that are very similar named. I don't know whether how how similar they actually are in culture, but they're they're very, very similar, similar. named. Good. Good. Mm. Well, that's good that they're at least similar there, that you're not 
people aren't offended. Like, did you say you're from Slovenia? No, Slovakia. And I, we don't like Slovenia or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's fascinating. Yes, it's, 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 I, I got this a lot because I studied in London and I, mm-hmm. I hated this in the, in the first place because I actually told everyone that my name is Michelle because mm-hmm. I didn't know that Michaela, it's like you read it as Michaela. In our language, you say Michaela right mm-hmm. so and Mishka is a shorter version of Michaela and I had this nickname Michelle because I said French as well so I was like oh you might tell Michelle you know <laughs> so I interested myself in Michelle and when people ask me so where you're from I said from Narnia because <laughs> I was like nobody knows where my country is from so we're from Narnia and <laughs> so I literally said that and I and every I got a lot it was like people thought that I'm Russian or they thought I'm Polish Oh, that I am from Czechoslovakia because Czech Republic and Slovakia were like a married couple, like a country together. And they had a divorce like twice. And in 93, we, they divorced briefly. And we were like brothers, sisters. And I love Czech Republic, but we are different countries. So and we had a little different uh, languages as well. So it's not, it's similar, but it's not the same. And, and yeah, and people used to say they're from Slovenia. They also thought that. And, you know, I was like, full of in a room full of British people, the only foreigner. And I felt like, okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> so I'm used to this. It's been seven years, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll get it right. We'll get it right. So yeah. so just I guess one more question about that. You're gonna get me off on on countries, which is not what we're here to talk about, but yeah. Um you it, so you said that you kind of married with the with the Czech Republic, so I would assume that that means that you really have nothing to do with Russia. There's no you don't you're not in Cyrillic and things like that, right? No, no, no. But you mean like with Russia? Correct. Yeah. You're not a you're not a former member of, of Russia, right? Or the we, USSR? We were. Oh, you were. In, okay. Yes, 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 yes. You you got it right. Um, yes, we were in that so after this, uh, you know, under this huge Russian influence, mm-hmm. Slovakia was always like the smallest out of the oldest country, like Poland is bigger and Czechoslovakia is bigger than Slovakia. Slovakia has just 5.5 million people and uh, so living here. So it's small country. That's why it, people here, we sometimes, it's like we are very, very ambitious because there's always some other country like having control over us, either like the Republic, they were the, the ones that were like, you know, taking control and lead, leading us before mm. it was Russia. So it's always some country. <laughs> so yes, you're right. Uh, we had this Russian influence and my mom actually um, in back in like 80s, it was, uh, you had to study Russian. You had no other option just to study Russian. And there was communism as well here before. Mm. So um, so there is this influence, but now it's more freeing. We're a more democratic country, but I don't really believe that it's that good democratic to be honest but let's not go into politics that's like the world that i don't go into but just to clarify this yes you're right i got you well very good well let's actually talk about what you're here to talk about um i, I guess the, the first thing that kind of struck me when i was reading a little bit about you um is your your whole self-love mindset i mean so are you are you saying that we should i guess have more of a, a self-love mindset and make sure that we put ourselves um not necessarily first, but always aware of our needs? Or are you saying that having, I guess, the mindset of, of caring for others was more beneficial? That's a very good question because, you know, we are naturally like, okay, so if I see someone that, oh, put your needs first, put yourself first, then it's not saying that 
don't care about other people and be selfish bastard. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's not what I'm saying. It's the point of knowing that if, you know, you always hear that, like when your cup is full, that's when you can actually give to others. And it's true. It's again true. But like people many times don't understand, like, what does it mean? Like filling my cup? Like what, how does this look like? Well, it means like knowing what, uh, that first of all, this is a mindset about if you want to give your highest self, the best self to the world, you need to have something to give. That means that you have to have the energy. You need to have health, healthy body, healthy mindset, being emotionally healthy, mentally healthy. So you can give the best self to the world and actually bring your best version of yourself to this world and make some impact and help people and be there for your family and everyone. That is the point of that. It's not just, it's just saying, knowing, having the boundaries, saying no, saying yes to yourself more when you need it, listening to yourself, listen to your body and connecting. Okay, if I'm feeling emotional, is there some negative emotion? I'm feeling anxious. Well, I'm going to go and give myself those five minutes or 10 minutes on how much I need to process that and look how, would I, how can I help myself and also ask you for help is one of those things. And I struggled with that so badly. And I know many people struggle with that because they don't want to be like burden. And that is exactly that. Like you don't want to be a burden and you don't want to bring more worries to other people. It's not like putting yourselves like, oh, save me, I'm a victim. No, it's more saying like, I need to be supported right now. And and people love to do that. Like people want to help you. People are like so excited. But if we're not allowing them, it's, you know, it, then you don't get help. So it's it, it's about mutual support. We all deserve that support. And so, yeah. No, no, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So we've talked a little bit about, you know, growing up and, and helping take care of your brother. And we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about your brother, but tell us just a little bit more about him and, and the organization that you've created. Yes. Um, so this kind of the background of what I created before I move into like what it is and was a vision for this. I just want to say that this is all interconnected to my childhood. And I always say that, you know, in your trauma, there's a purpose. Like that is what I'm just like, I've recognized and like, okay, so in that painful memories, in that pain, I felt each time, like imagine I was just, we are walking, my brother's like 10 or 11 or five, isn't there? He's young and he's, behaving in a certain way right that it's not normal for people and it's weird maybe and it's not known and so we not only get these looks people like we were walking down the street and there's this like children laughing and calling him bad words then the parents are like looking at us we really like oh like you know scared about their own children what he's gonna do to them and and then there are other people like being cruel and saying, oh, your child needs to behave. Like he doesn't know how to behave. Like he's behaving badly. What kind of parents you are and all of that because he used to cry a lot. He used to scream. We had his meltdowns. We didn't know what they were, what, why he's doing that. And he was because he, there was sensory overload. That means that his brain could not process so many things like sounds, um, voices, details, uh, life and all of that he could he didn't know how to process that and he didn't he had a hard time with changing places and 
and materials and all of that. So there were so many things coming up for him and we didn't know how to support him. And there was not much support out, out there. And also people were quite cruel. So we, I had anxiety each time we went out because I was like, you know, you like live in this fight or flight mode. This is it, like, you're always in a fight or flight mode because he didn't know what dangers there are out there. So if the car was crossing, like I had to really hold him tight so he wouldn't run underneath the car and like die and so on. So it was constant fight or flight mode. So my mom's biggest, so I was like, okay, I was so angry. I was like, why these people are hurting him? Why are they so cruel? And I was growing up, I was always had this thought. There were two thoughts I constantly had. The society reaction and my mom's worries about his future. My mom was constantly, who's going to take care of him? My mom is constantly, and that is something that all parents that have the children with disabilities are thinking, what's the future of the children? What's going to happen to them if I pass away? If I'm not going to be able to hear, if I get ill, who's going to take care of them? Those are the biggest worries. And I kept hearing this over and over again. So I, it was, I, I was like, I love problem solving. And I knew that I know I needed to do something. I, did, I just really wanted to help and, and create something. So um, I just, once when I was like 17 or something, I was a teenager and I started like thinking, okay, what if I started changing my mindset? And as I was growing up, I started changing mindset from being angry to being passionate, using the fire within me. And mm -hmm. I realized, okay, people don't know. Okay, uh, okay. So people don't know what this is. That's why they react this way. What if I brought awareness? I need to educate people. So instead of like reacting through anger, I started explaining. I was like, you know, this is my brother. This is how he be. And they started changing their reactions. They were like, oh, sorry, I didn't know that. Like, hi. And they tried to communicate with him and so on. It was very beautiful. So that's when I realized, okay, there is a change. We need to make this happen. We need to talk about this more. And that's the, 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 the why behind, okay, I want my brother to have a brighter future and I want other people with autism have happier future. That's why it's called happy autism. And, and I want people to be happy, not full of worries because worries really affect you negatively if to be in constant worry. And I want this world to know how amazing these people are because my brother is the coolest person I know and he's awesome and I just adore him. And I wanted to show him to the world, but also I was scared that they're going to be cool. So that's why I said it's trauma to purpose because traumatic was for me to experience that pain and I wanted to protect him and overcoming that and changing it into the power hero mode from the victim to hero, I realized, okay, now we can show him to the world. We can actually give him a platform to be advocating for himself and actually show the world and educate them that this is autism. This is the reality. Welcome. Not what Hollywood tells you, but what this is, this is reality. Because you could see autism in Hollywood just in a few uh, films, but they were not portraying the truth completely. Uh, and, and it wasn't in media enough. So I was like, let's bring it to the world. I know you can, I mean, online, you can find plenty of, of things that parents and siblings with autism, you know, the challenges that they face. But so we're not going to talk about that. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the joys of having, you know, a, a sibling and a family member with autism. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, that is what was our, I felt like I mentioned, we wanted to bring more joy. So when we launched in March last year, when the pandemic started, we were like, let's bring joy to people. Let's show them 
the bright side also. And 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 I want to show them like how amazing my brother is and how much I love him and the power of this love that we have siblings. So the joys of autism are so many. Like, you know, he he's now he doesn't have judgment over people. Like he's like he when he sees you, he sees you as a as you. Like he doesn't put you in a box because and how what I mean by that, I always felt free to be myself around him. I felt like he knows me the most. And because I was like hiding some parts of me to the world, but he kind of like, I felt like he doesn't judge me. He's not going to be mean to me. And you know, he wasn't going to bully me or whatever. Right. So he was very, it was so much freedom. And he taught me how to be more empathy, how to listen because he's nonverbal. So you're like, okay, how do you communicate with someone that's nonverbal? Well, most of the like communication, most of it is nonverbal. Like we use verb words but we use body language we use gestures we use our face to express emotions we have energy that's the kind of aura all of that there's so many ways so i learned how to tap into those realms of communication and and my empathy increased is that i wanted to connect with him and understand what he's feeling so that really helped me to navigate that and connect with people on a deeper level and listen, pay attention and and uh, accept myself more for who I am because he's so natural and so authentic. He doesn't have those boundaries around how he shows up. And I love that. I wanted to be so free in my own self-expression like he was. So I just think he's the coolest. Like he will go to the shopping mall and he loves shopping by the way <laughs> and um yeah he's a handsome boy and so he's when he hears music he will start moving and i call it a dancing in autism it's also called stimming it's like stimulating his brain and needs to move so but he's dancing because he's happy dance and i started dancing with him because people are looking at us right like why is this guy moving it's like weird so it's like doing the same and i realized wow i don't care what they think that's amazing like it's it's you know because always like i care about what people think right so he didn't so i started doing it with him not just to support him but learning from him so many ways how to be myself my true self um so i believe that he is wonderful teacher and people with autism are so wonderful because they are you can put them in a box and he kind of sparked this outside of box thinking within me I had to look beyond of the known. That is really, really awesome because you start exploring the unknown and there is a magic in there. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you talked a little bit about self-expression and his self-expression. So tell us just a little bit about, um, you know, his, his paintings and then also how in the world Ben Affleck and Anna Kendrick got involved in all that. <laughs> yes, Um when he was 12, he started going, actually, when I went to London to study, he went to a new school. So we both started like a new journey in our life. Mm. And he started going to art therapy classes, right? And he came home and he brought these awesome paintings. And, and we were like, what is happening? We did not expect this because mm. you don't know. Like, I, I didn't know what my brother can issue, but I knew that it's going to be something cool. I knew that. I believed that he's got some gifts because we're all artistically kind of gifted in our family. So I was like, I wonder what is his gift, right? And he brought these paintings and I was like, 
okay, well, this is no way my brother painted this. Wow. So we were really blown away. And, and then he started going there. He started really helping him to pay attention. He helped him with his concentration and also self-expression because back then he would not be able to sit on one and at one place for more than like two minutes. He was very hyperactive, but also like he could not concentrate. So this really helped him to, to calm down, to focus, to concentrate, to express himself and put this energy into the artistic expression. So when I saw this painting, that was like the third one that we have on our t-shirts uh, in a collection. And in the bathroom, I forgot it. I'll tell you how, but that was the one of the first ones, one of the sub three ones. And that really was the one saying, okay, my brother can do wonderful things that he's got future, a very bright future, very colorful future, right? So I saw this and I was like, if you show this to the world, like no way I can just see this. I want people to see like, this is amazing. So I got this idea to, in 2016, to make his art visible and how can we, make his art visible? How can we make autism visible? Because autism is visible disability. Okay, so I decided to make this into t-shirt and I just tested it. What is it gonna look like? And I showed him the different, like very simple, like, you know, designs and I showed it to him and I asked him which one is his most favorite. And he pointed at the one that I call Blue Planet. And um, so I got this idea. I was like, okay, I'm gonna test this t-shirt. I literally ran to the shop, I bought t-shirt and I went to Reprographic Center and I got it printed and, and I went to uh, meet one of my friends and I in in Bratislava who are big influencers youtubers and I was like yo guys like I have this idea like what do you think and I'm wearing this t-shirt and I'm like this is amazing I'm gonna give you a uh, contact of the guy that does merch for us so you can like work with him and I was like cool awesome so I started working with this guy and created a collection and and we had no like money behind us, like no fund, no thing, nothing. And then I went back to London because I was living this crazy life there. So I went back to London, like, yeah, burning out and all of that, right? And I suddenly got a call from one of my friends who's a press journalist. His name is Boris. And he's like, Mishka, I was like, uh, we used to go for a lunch sometimes when he was busy. He was an extremely busy person flying around the world, interviewing celebrities, crazy life. And he's like, Mishka, I need, uh, like, I'm going to red carpet for Beatles premiere. They had a documentary out. And he's like, and I have a ticket. Like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm in a central right now because I just started a new job. I was like, okay, I'll meet you at five. Bring, come, dress up, let's go. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I was like, did not expect it at all. He used to surprise me all the time. So we went, we got, we before we went to the red carpet, which was actually blue because there was a color of the Beatles and so on. I mean, at the film, we were sitting, we are sitting at Preta Manjari, which is a favorite, like kind of baguette place dressed up, right? For carpet. And I'm like, we had like short conversation because he's always busy. Like this guy, like would not reply to messages easily because he was all all over the place. So I was like, listen, Boris, he's like, what are you doing? I was just in Bratislava, like talking to my friends. And I had this idea, you know, my brother is autistic and he's so cool. And I want to show the world what amazing things people can do with autism. So I made a t-shirt, like collection from his art. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay. He didn't say anything else. Like he was just like, cool, well, let's move on. And we've got important things to do. So, <laughs> so we went on to the red carpet. Madonna suddenly appeared. She was like, 
like one meter from me, I was like, what on earth is Madonna doing here? Nobody expected this. Yoko Ono, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney. I'm like, I don't know why I'm here, honestly. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing here. Like, I am not BBC or something. Like, it's just like it was really weird to be in the one room in theater with the, like people like this. But I realized that it was so incredible to see how Paul McCartney was extremely humble and wonderful person. And it really inspired me in this documentary to see is like, you know, he, he was talking about like how you can make change in this world through your art, through story. And he was really showcasing that in that documentary, how Beatles were like fighting for good causes. And this is what I am. I am so passionate about this as well. So it was very inspiring for me on that level. And when, before we even launched the collection, I got a call and a message, I mean, message, not call, from Boris saying, hey, um, I need free t-shirts. And I'm like, oh, we haven't released the collection yet. We're actually about to release it. It's getting prepared. Like we don't have any printed. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, like, but I need them like in four days. And I'm like, what do you, who do you need them for? Can I ask humbly? <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, for Ben Affleck and Anna Kendrick and myself. Because <laughs> I'm interviewing him, his plain um, accountant that has autism in his upcoming movie, The Accountant in you know, Boris is very well known for gifting things to actors. Um, so he always comes up with different kind of gifts. And he's like, this is the best gift. I want to give it to him. So send it to me. Here's the address. I expect it within four days. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> this is the conversation. This is how we deal with the things. He never talks about it much. He just says, da, 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 da. let's go. So this is how it did happen. And I didn't even know whether it was on air, whether it was a TV or not. So he didn't even tell me how it went. So I was like, hey, how did it go? Did, did you give it to him or not? I was literally like, I don't know what's happening. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be on TV. It's going to be on two, uh, two shows that I'm working on. So it's going to be on this show at this time and this show at this time. And I watched the video and I saw it, it was all over my media and I cried. So I'm like sitting in the office working with my late at the university and I'm like watching this and I'm crying and my and, and the clique who's like 70 years old he's like why are you crying and I was like I'm nothing I'm just I'm, I'm just uh, got emotional the sauce of you know <laughs> it's okay um nothing's happening <laughs> so he was they did I didn't pay attention to it at all but it was huge for me because I wanted to advocate with for autism I wanted to show the world and I wanted to raise awareness. It, and that happened because then I talked about autism and they were also showcasing what amazing things people with autism can do. He was literally showing the camera and loving it. It's like, oh my God, so cool expressing himself for art. That's amazing. I love it. Thank you. So I was like, this is the whole point, right? That's how it happened. No, that's, that's awesome. It kind of just drives that point home and it kind of literally on TV just kind of shows your vision actually becoming a reality. So that's a, that's a really cool thing for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, I want to make sure that we, we, we will save some time for it. You wanted to talk a little bit more about impact, how our stories make an impact. Uh, so if you would just kind of dive into that. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, working in media, the reason why I went into media was to use media for a higher good. Because media can be very like disturbing, manipulating, and media have great power in this world. And but knowing how the inner works of it, 
I wanted to discover that to make impact and bring positive change in this world and bring stories that touch people's hearts and actually move them and bring some inspiration and empower them in a way that they can too share those things. So um, since I've had this experience working and having those experiences by working with big brands and artists and having this insane experience of like <laughs> we celebrate as well, um, I realized, okay, well, each one of us is an influencer. You don't have to be celebrity to walk red carpet, right? You don't have to be celebrity to make things like that happen. You don't have to be peer, have peer agents behind you working and huge team and loads of money to make impact and have your story reach millions of people. Because it's the power of storytelling. It's the power of the passion and knowing and how to deliver that story. So, so I believe that each one of us and each one of your listeners have like wonderful impactful story. Each story matters. And we all go through some breakthroughs from, from hardships and we can make the change happen. So um, I decided to like, as in, since I do coaching and life coaching, I decided to create like this program. And I was like, okay, how can I make this happen and help people do that? So I was actually talking about the summit about it and I call it like the fast track to impact and how to make change with your story, how to create that, how to draft it and how to like work with those mindsets that are stopping you from speaking up because as i said the trauma to purpose like if i was scared to speak up because of those things but then i had to use the power of that trauma and 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 i mean of that experience and turning into power not pain and and make it into my purpose so i created this i wrote recently this this storybook it's like the workbook guidebook it's the free gift um that if anyone is listening for me, listeners would be interested to how to like craft it, that story, there are four ingredients that is like what, why your audience and your delivery, because you need to have all these things in a place in order to showcase to the world that it actually moves people. Is that energy, the power and, and allow yourself to do so. Don't be scared of being heard and seen. And because it's not always about us, you know, it's about those people that are listening. And I believe that each one of us can contribute to this world. It doesn't have to be just some famous rich people. Like we are important, each one of us are important and worthy and are so powerful. Yeah, no, I would almost say, you know, those, a lot of the celebrities obviously know a lot about them but the people who are truly truly contributing to the world and doing the great things are the people we're never ever going to hear about so completely agree with you there and then also just you know doing this podcast there's so many times that you know I want to talk to somebody for a certain point and then I hear more of their story and that's way more interesting than the thing that I even thought I was going to be talking to them about so definitely agree everyone has a, a story to tell everyone has um, uh, uh, an impact in the world, even if people don't feel like they do. So I, I like, I like that mission a lot. That's really cool. Yes. And also, you know, my mom is a teacher. <laughs> so, and I come from a, a teaching uh, family, but there are many people that are teachers and, and educators. And I grew up around one of the people making a change happen, but nobody knew about this. Right, my mom. She changed you know, people's lives, and now she got actually article out. Someone interviewed her, and I was like, "Finally, people see how amazing you are!" Like, I want you, and I want people that are making this impact. You don't have to be a business owner; like, you are 
make an impact and you're sharing the value. I want it to be seen and heard and to reach the world. So this is what it's about, like getting it out there, right? Because you, you deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got a lot of different things going. You, know, you, you said that you're, you're a person of many, many interests. So just tell us kind of to, to wrap things up, what, what does the future hold when it comes to uh, happy autism, when it comes to your self-coaching, when it comes to just life in general? What, what's, what's the future hold for Miska? Yes. Hello, the future is like already, I, I have already planned and I'm already planned out kind of the things that I'm focusing on when my energy really, really, like really uh, all of this energy that I can focus on. So it's autism advocacy in a way that um, bringing people with autism and creatives into employment and workplace and businesses. Hmm. So I want to showcase and I'm already actually was actually invited like two days ago to the workshop at one hater company and I'm gonna share more but it's like a big 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 company in America and they messaged me saying like yo we saw you at the summit and we would love you to deliver a workshop on how to work with people that are nonverbal that are disabilities that are autism because autism month is coming up which is in April so I definitely want to contribute to show people and businesses, yes, these people are employable. These people have a lot of gifts for the society and contribution, not just those that I spoke about that are bringing us into our human self, but actually wonderful gifts that can shape this world and help this world. Because the autism is growing so fast in terms of like how many people do get diagnosed. So the future is changing and future needs to be supported, needs to be educated. So that's my big passion. Um, and so it's not just about my brother and me, but it's about the future of people with autism and disabilities, special needs, uh, and then also supporting special needs siblings and their mental health. Since I struggle myself, I connected with so many siblings and I'm working with organizations, special needs siblings that is American to contribute more into their mental health. And also I'm doing my coaching, uh, helping impact during the leaders to really turn their trauma into purpose and make impact with the story and reach millions of people so they can do what they came here to do and really make that impact happen and change people change people's lives. Absolutely. So if people hear this, like what, what like what they're hearing, want want to see some of this art, want to see just a little bit more about you and what you're doing, how can they find all this? Yes, they can go to happyautism.co or not com but co or they can find us at Insta on Instagram at happyautism and at Mishka Sibert. Very good. Well, I'll tell you, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. I, I can, I can already tell. I mean, just with the passion that you have, you know, this is not the last we'll hear from you. You're, you're going to be doing some really great things. So it was just a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much, Jackson. Uh, Jackson, I'm sorry. I really appreciate that. See, I couldn't even say your name. I was like humbled by your lovely words. And thank you for this opportunity. Uh, it was so lovely speaking with you. And. Sending all the best of luck to every single listener that hears this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was Mishka Siebert. What a cool person. I'm sure that you could tell that she's just, she's, she's going places for sure. You know, between just the passion she has um, on autism awareness, the passion she has um, in self-help and, and self-love and, and the work that she's doing um, I guess as a life coach, just a, a cool person. Um, you know, like I said in the beginning, her brother is, is extremely lucky to have her and, and, 
you know, based off of just hearing her, I think it's evident that she's really lucky to, to have him because he's got some amazing, amazing talents, um, just doing some, some really cool things. So just a, a really awesome, awesome uh, siblings. I, I really enjoyed speaking with her. I, I urge you to go check out happyautism.co. Remember, .co, not .com. Uh, go check out everything she's doing. And one thing she is doing that we didn't mention because it actually happened, um, I guess, the, the whole rollout after our interview, and that is she has created her own podcast too. So you, you're so awesome in supporting this one. Please go support her as well. You know, she, she sent me a little blurb of exactly what this podcast is about. Um, just to kind of, of summarize it, it's, a, it's to basically help people learn more about autism. It, it's autism awareness, which she's been doing uh, just such awesome things with already. Uh, but it's from, you know, both her brother, who is uh, autistic, and then from herself, who is uh, what, what she calls and what I've heard before is neurotypical. So it's kind of just a deep dive into that. They're going to talk about, you know, navigating life. Um, as someone potentially with autism, navigating life as someone who supports, helps, um, and lives with someone um, who, with autism. And then they're also going to talk to people in the field. Um, so just a, a really enlightening conversation. And I know she'd be stoked to have you check that out. So wherever podcasts are found, Happy Autism Podcast. The first several episodes are already there for your listening pleasure check out those paintings from from her brother just just really really fascinating conversation and and i i was i i felt kind of privileged to to be able to to speak with her because i i know that she's she's on her way to to really great things so thank her um for for being here and thank you uh, for being here as well check her out check us out uh, if you haven't already if you're not already subscribed if you're not already following not sure what you're waiting on. Let's get that done. Um, if uh, if you haven't already checked us out on Instagram, not in a huff podcast, go do that. Like every picture plus one. Follow us there too. Really appreciate that on Facebook, jacksonf.com. You can find us pretty much anywhere on the internet. So thanks for being here. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.